All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What VR. We have the sought after and highly anticipated, you know, Dr. Nari's, you know, with the East Bedroom Ferry School System. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm good. Keep it up. It's We got some good weather. It's about to be hot. So uh, you're the new guy in town. So get ready. It gets real hot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, but, I'm so, excited to be in the, the heat versus the cold. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you in August about that. We'll see what you <laughs> see how that works. That uh, it'll be interesting. So, um, so tell me, you, know, you are the new superintendent. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. For anybody who doesn't know, a little bit about you. Yeah, so uh, been in education for a while. Uh, started, got into teaching from tutoring kids. Um, I saw a child that couldn't read one day, and so I went back while I was in college and complained to a professor. And she said to me, um, if you want to make change, you know, get into education and uh, become a teacher. And uh, I went uh, from there and uh, I've been a teacher and I've been a principal and an administrator. And then, uh, you know, from there, just uh, been always trying to push for what's right for kids um, around trying to get access and read better and connect with communities that way. And that that's been really kind of my story in this in this journey. Um, as you know, I've all, I've been in a lot of districts similar to East Baton Rouge and just really trying to, you know, be a part of a community that's wanting to push what's right for kids and, and give kids access. And so that's been really kind of my calling in this work. Awesome. That's a good place to be. That's, that's, I'd call it the right answer. You know, it's, it's, it's meaningful, you know, it's, you know, a calling. I like the way you put that. So, you know, you've been here now, what, about three months? You know, kind of right in the trial by fire. Is that right? Or has it been yeah, a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, about, about uh, mid to end January, I started. And so, um, yeah, you can say it's about two, three months now. It was about two months, yeah. Right. Right in the easiest time. Right. Right, right in the easiest time for education, right? It was, you know, the easiest time for any educator to do anything, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if I would frame it as easy as time, but uh, but different times is probably how I'd frame it right now. So, <laughs> um, but I think when we get out, the, when we get when we get out of COVID, no, and just people back would be great. Yeah, no, I don't mean by any means. I know this is the most trying times for anyone, you know, yeah. in education right now. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me, you know, you've just stepped in here, you know, the. You, know, you there's got to be a vision, right? You know, there's some priorities, some things, you know, when you came in that you wanted to set out, you know, what is some of that that you'd like to, you know, let us know? Obviously, we can't get the full plan, but, you know, that short spurt of it. Yeah, so I tell people all the time, like, you know, the achievement gap is actually a literacy gap. Um, when kids can't read, write, or comprehend, doesn't matter what subject they're in or what they're doing, it impacts them over time. And when they they can't do that, then you have what you call an opportunity gap. And so kids then fall behind, their opportunities are different. And so I always feel like you have to attack the root cause of the issue, which is around liter literacy. And so um, that's always been kind of my learning over a period of time around that work. I mean, there are some key things that I think we can do 
um, right away to really start setting the tone and connecting children to better opportunities in our cities. And so like one is um, access to quality care education, uh, you know, starting that uh, right away in early childhood. Um, I think kids fall behind before they get into kindergarten. So you got to think about how you support kids to do that from the zero to four age. Um, I also think about kindergarten readiness. You know, every child that goes into kindergarten should be ready, you know, and that helps them in projecting their uh, space on that. Um, um, the third thing I think about also is making sure by the third grade level, kids are reading at or above grade level. And, you know, you're pushing for that because the better that they do at those um, at that grade level and up, the more that their opportunities increase. If they can't read and write and do things at the third grade level, then their chances to even finish high school diminishes drastically, right? And so I think that's another piece. Uh, the other part's ensuring that they can transition into middle schools. Uh, you know, um, once they get through that, if you don't do a good job in doing that transition, um, it becomes a very challenging thing because, you know, it's a, I tell folks, it's an all encompassing approach to the work. Um, and the other big markers I think about is like um, accelerating the number of kids that get industry certification uh, and start that process by the eighth grade. Um, I think if you can start getting kids as early as possible into getting into what they want to be in their lives or do, then, you know, their, their excitement on getting to like the thing that they want to succeed in or what they want to live in their life is great. Um, and then uh, the other last thing that I have that I think is really important um, that I'd love to see us do is to ensure that kids that graduate from East Baton Rouge Parish school system graduate not only with a high school degree, but also with an associate's degree. Um, I think the great thing I love with the state of Louisiana is, you know, we've provided a lot of latitude on how you can rethink how um, high school experience can be. And I think that if we can get our kids to, to, to accelerate faster, to get those credentials, then a child can check off the box and say, hey, I'm the first to graduate from college, um, graduate with a degree in education, or, hey, I, I can go to work right away if I want to into uh, great um, industries that we currently have in our city, or, hey, I want to go into like the next level to, you know, I got my first two years done. So now I've got two more years to do that. And I can go focus on doing an advanced degree. Right. And so, I mean, there's, there's uh -huh. I think there's so much more potential or what you'll probably hear me always say is untapped potential in our city that I don't think we currently take advantage of. And I think that um, trying to reshift, re refocus in that work is really important. So those those to me are the big, I guess, the six keys, I call them, that I feel like that I want us to kind of focus on as we're starting to move this work for our kids. No, that's amazing. And just to touch on it, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. You're talking the literacy, you know, rates and, you know, numbers. We have, obviously, we're, you know, we publish some magazines, so literacy is a big thing, you know, for us. We also have our, you know, kids publication that really helps with literacy but in the process of that we learned and I'd have to go I don't know it off the top of my head where it comes into play exactly but over in Texas they actually look at literacy rates when they're trying to plan capacity and building prisons and jails that's right. it actually they correlate you know right. in the third grade that's when it happens <laughs> so they start they, they start building prisons based on third grade scores i mean it's i think it's a i mean you know i think it's like crazy to me right and, it, um, and i I'm, heard i heard that stat and i was like there's no way and uh, but it's like it 
it does make some sense, you know, if you're not able, you know, that literacy, but it, it literally was a mind blowing stat for me to be able to hear that that's, you know, the way that some of these things are put together. So and that's why I think that that's why to me, I'm really convicted about, you know, I call it trying to disrupt the cradle to prison pipeline. And I think that the number one way that we do that, I mean, it's a lot of cities across the country have talked about that. And from teachers and superintendents to you know different folks across the country, if we can change the literacy rates in our schools and in our city, the impact of how that would help us from you know having a city that has like less crime in it or a city that um, has more um, kids being connected to communities or these all these other factors that you don't see you know, um, becomes a greater uh, um, economic viability for our city. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, I tell folks, they ask me, and I heard somebody that I was talking to, they said, well, you know, am I, am I my brother's keeper? And I was like, yes, <laughs> we are. You know, we are all responsible for each other, um, you know, as humans, uh, especially when we live in a city and a community together, doesn't matter what color you are or what socioeconomic uh, space you come from is, you know, we, we have to think about each other in that way. And I think in education and the investment that you do in education makes the difference. I mean, you transform a school district's city, you transform the city. <laughs> um, yeah. and that's the, that is a fact I tell folks you know, it doesn't Absolutely. here or any other place in our state, but that is a fact. No. And that brings me exactly to where, you know, what I wanted to talk with you about also is, you know, as the parenting publication is one of our publications. We speak to parents and, you know, that parents have to get involved. And I wanted to kind of get some of your take on it. But just before that, I was just, we just had Mayor Broom on the show and we were talking about, you know, it, it, parents, it came back to parents as well, that we were, one of the big initiatives that she was working was talking about, you know, the litter, you know, that we have, you know, and the blight. And one of the things that I brought up, I was like, well, maybe you can't say it, but maybe I'll say it you know, parents have to get involved. It's not just about educating people, you know, to don't, you know, litter or go pick up litter. It starts to me with when the car door opens and the paper, the trash falls out and the parent just moves on. It's like, no, tell the, you know, you have to pick that up. You know, it makes it different. Same thing. I think in the schools, you know, the parents have to take the part in this. It's not, you're not running a daycare, you know, and, we need parents to help. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, you know, from a system standpoint, I think that you have to always design things to happen. I don't think things happen randomly. I believe it's all by design. And when I think about parents, it's not just saying, hey, I need you to come, but how do we create uh, an opportunity for parents to know how to navigate and feel like they're a part of their learning process for kids throughout their education. I mean, the reality is parents are the first teachers. <laughs> I tell folks, you know, I mean, I have my own daughter, right? And uh, when I look at my own daughter, my both my daughters, you know, like, you know, the parents are the first teachers. I mean, you know, they look up to you walking right out of the womb. I'm like, what do I do next? Right. I'm exploring the world. I, I have a, a baby daughter and, you know, she's as I watch the stages of development and, you know, my wife and I are trying to figure out like, OK, what do we do to influence her to think this way or do that? You know, and, uh, you know, how to hold the uh, hold a spoon. And so I think that that continues throughout the child's life and your influence as a parent is huge in their lives, right? Whether whether they show you that they listen or not, I tell them, you know, 
You know, I, I mean, even still at this age, right? I, I still like they got that voice in my head, my mom and dad about certain things. And, uh, but I think like, how do you get them involved? And so I know we're thinking about here in East Baton Rouge um, about how do we create things for opportunities to help have parents learn how to navigate? How do they contribute in trying to get more kids, their child to read? And how do they contribute around getting their, their child's well-being so they can be successful in those things? And I think we have to do that by design. So now they feel safe about doing it, but they also can say, hey, I don't know how to do this, but you know, what are some ways that we can provide some resources to help them in that? Whether it's reading to their child, simply as reading every day, maybe for five or 10 minutes, or reading with them, or doing something at the, at the dinner table, if they have that opportunity, or or maybe just hey, you know, driving them somewhere, playing something in the car, audio, you know, so they can kind of get that. I think there's a lot of different ways that you can have influence on your child. And I think we, our goal anyway, is to try to give, give families some strategies around doing that. And so I'm excited about the work that um, we're going to be doing in our parent and community engagement and enhancing work with our parent university. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, what people need to know you know, we tell people all the time, whether you mentioned, you know, influencing and, you know, working with kids, it's happening, whether you were actively doing it or not actively doing it, right? It's either you're actively promoting, you know, something positive and instilling, you know, a value, or if you're not, you know, one way or the other, that child is looking at you. That's we, right. um, you know, we did, uh, we've talked about, I think we had a story or it's maybe one plan and I'm leaking it a little bit too early, but the concept was, you know, as a parent, it was like, take, you know, when you're sitting down and you have your child on the ground, you know, put your phone down and just grab a piece of paper and just look, watch them and just mark, you know, count up how many times they look up at you, you know, to see what you're doing. You'd be amazed at how many times they do that, you know, in an hour versus, you know, maybe it's time, you know, put the phone down, read a little bit, you know, those kind of things it would make a world of a difference. So, you know, tell me, if we jump, you know, for time, because I always tell everybody there's more important things that you have to do than to sit here and talk to me. But, you know, being in, I'm going to call it 90 days, you know, kind of getting here, you know, like, Jay, you know, where has, do you feel that you've kind of gotten it, you know, kind of getting your hands on the reins and getting a couple things done? And, you know, kind of what do you think the next, you know, what does the next 90 look like, you think? Yeah, so in the last couple of weeks, I've had about um, 20, di 25 different groups that I've met with are a different set of stakeholders. Uh, you know, I've gone to different churches. Uh, I've gone into uh, advisory groups. We've just created also the first student advisory group. I was talking to I've had a group of students from every high school in the city to, um, you know, engaging with teachers and um, and just been trying to listen to the to each of these groups about what do they think is going on? What do they think are the things that are needed in our school system? And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of um, great common themes that I'm hearing um, about. One, uh, I'm excited always about being in a place where there's commitment to educating children and also wanting to get it right. Um, even the board uh, you know, they have been, you know, even though the weekend I had a board retreat with them, they're talking about specifically like what are the things that we can make sure that's happening at a high level, excited about that. But I've been trying to really think through that. Um, also been trying to understand like where are we in terms of our data? I mean, you know, it's easy in the school system because, you know, we're so we're public entities. So you just look at, you know, how kids are reading scores and all that. But I think the the real story on top of numbers is what is like what people are saying. 
And uh, I've been trying to really hear what that is. So as we start thinking about what our next thing will be, um, is how do we design that to happen so families can feel more connected. So in the uh, upcoming weeks, um, my goal is to be looking at what our summer will look like, how we're going to end our school year, what our summer will look like as we go into next next fall, uh, not only from an academic standpoint, but also from a community and parent engagement standpoint, um, and then kind of start vamping up so families can see that one, we're providing like um, information all the time so they can feel that they're a part of it. Uh, two, we're providing opportunities for parents to be a part of the process or in community members. Mm -hmm. And then three, we're making sure that we're all kind of clear, like here's the markers that we're trying to accomplish uh, to kind of and measure that over time. I mean, the, the school board is working on a strategic plan that will end in June 18th. That will have what they call key performance indicators, which are pretty much just a fancy word for data points. And we want to look at how, how kids will read over a period of time. And then also how do we put strategies and goals for making sure that we're creating an opportunity to, to, to develop the whole child, right? It's not just only academics, but their own social, well, social and emotional well-being. And also how do families and communities fit apart in that? I mean, I stand in front of you today because I actually had a village that um, invested in me, right? And um, I would not be in front of you. I tell folks, you know, just because I could wear a suit, a tie, and my, my English is, my vernacular is a little bit cleaner now, <laughs> you know? And I could speak properly and all that, you know, you just saw me years ago and you'd be like, I would never think this guy would have got a doctorate or do all that. But it's because a village was committed to, you know, helping me to learn how to read and write better and and do things, you know. And so I think that um, if I can help, if I can make it, I know other ch children in any all across our city can make it. And so the question for me is, how do we do that to a high scale? So, uh, well, you know, kids feel connected. I mean, we have 41,000 reasons to get this right. And, uh, and, I, and I know we're going to do it together that way. Absolutely. Well, I think it's, it's amazing what you've done already. And, you know, kind of just good to hear life, you know, the breath, you know, that it's not the same thing. And I think it's extremely important. The literacy is huge for us. You know, getting the parents involved is huge. So I think we're 100% aligned. And I think it's communicating with parents and finding ways, you know, to communicate with them. And it's not just mailing the letters that go out. It's not just, you know, buying billboards and magazine ads. It's genuinely getting down, you know, and talking and getting in those groups and listening to what people have to say and finding ways. Because what it sounds like is, you know, the school system's been ran the same for years. You know, most school systems has. And finally, it seems like that there's some kind of winds of change that are blowing and people are listening to new ideas and people are going well, maybe we don't have to do it that way, you know, just because we did it that way for all these years. Here's another option. And I think that's what that's what's going to get in kids, you know, engaged. I think I read it one time where you know, you've got a lot of kids that are taking, you know, some of the like medicine not to go down this road because it's a whole trap. But, you know, it's that attention deficit. You know, it's like we live in a world that is so stimulating, you know, right now. And we can't help it, but then we want kids to, you know, know, sit down, you know, look at the board, you know, and pay attention there. Don't look at the other things. It's like, well, we're all, that's the world we live in today. So that's I right. think we have to embrace some of that. So, I mean, I'm totally, I mean, we have to rethink, I mean, rethink on how we do schools. I mean, because kids, you know, kids, they can go to other worlds 
through social media in ways that we never could, uh, you know, when we were younger. And so I think, you know, we embrace that. And then we say, hey, how do we get their learning or engage around how they can read, write and comprehend better through those different ways? And I think that that's just the reality of the adjustment. Um, the better we do that, the better we can navigate and do that work, the better our children do, right? And I, and I think also it's a learning curve for all of us. I mean, even me as a parent, you know, um, probably, you know, similar as you is like, how do we get parents to understand that new way? And so they can know how they can be helpful. I mean, I have yet to meet a parent that doesn't want their child to succeed, right? Or an aunt or an uncle, you know, because I, I tell folks with families, you know, there's a lot of different um type of parents that are raising children, right? It's not always just the traditional way. Everybody's family has different structures. And so my, my view is like, how do I get them all in a room to, to talk about, here's some different strategies, approaches, and, and also how to different ways that we can manage uh, to deal with things so we can help kids uh, get better and move forward. So I think, I think we have some untapped opportunities that we can do that uh, currently. And so I'm excited to be the part of the process and do it uh, in collaboration with the community. And I think that uh, the last thing, I think those KPIs that you're talking about are big. I'm a big numbers guy. I like to look at things. And I think people now they're consumed with so much data. You know, they know if you would have asked me how many friends I had growing up as a kid, I couldn't have told you. Now you ask a kid, they go look at their social media. It's, oh, I've got this many <laughs> friends. You know, parents are the same way. They, they want data. And I think if we can tell parents, Look, if you do these things, yes. step, 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 and I'm going to show you the data, then guess what? It's making a difference. Okay. You know, sure. it, then they'll be more willing to continue to do it if That's you can right. show them that it's making a difference. Well, our goal is to have what they call six keys to success. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, we're going to be uh, sharing with families and communities about what we think should be happening and, you know, how do we help support them to do that in collaboration and just, uh, and we're hopeful that that will help to continue to build, build the work. So. Well, well, Dr. Narcisse, I appreciate you taking some time, you know, to talk to me, you know, it's great to kind of run through some of this. Like I said before, we'd love to have you back and kind of give us, you know, the state of the union, you know, so <laughs> tell us what's going, just what's working, what's not working and what we can do as parents to do better. So I appreciate that. Uh, and I know I'm, um, I definitely will come back. Thank you for the, the opportunity just to engage. I think, you know, anytime I get to talk about education and how I partner with uh, families and communities to do this work. Uh, I'm always excited. I, t I tell folks I may be the superintendent, but the reality is it takes a village to kind of do this work. And, um, and so I, I, you know, I tell folks, I, I, my view of the world is a collective approach because I'm a product of that collectivity. And, uh, if, and if I can make it, I know any child can. Absolutely. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today. I know you got more important things to do than talk to me and uh, we'll have you back soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Thank you.